it's like God telling you, okay, go out here, risk your life, do these things that I'm telling you to do. And then when you get there as your reward, you got to give me everything that's there. It's like, dang God, but I worked hard. Why I got to give you everything? You are now listening to Disciples in Progress, where believers in Christ renew their lives. Join the Dip community weekly as you learn about new ways of implementing God's word for practical use in your everyday life. Without further ado, now introducing your host and fellowship friend, Tamika Gray. Hello, hello, hello. You are now listening to Disciples in Progress, and this is episode 24. This episode is titled, Why It's Important to Give on Command. So we're going strong, y'all. I'm still in Joshua. Um, The first message of the year for me was to have courage and to be strong. Courage is to have the ability to do something that frightens you, basically to stand up to the things that scare you, especially when the Lord is calling you to do it. Like it's one thing to have courage in your own personal life, but it's another thing to have courage when you're not even technically really honestly ready to face those fears, but the Lord is asking you to do so. And while you're doing have courage to do those things. So we in chapter seven, um, some miraculous things have already happened so far between chapter one and chapter seven. So far on hand, I can count one, two, three, four, four miraculous things have already happened. So when they were, so we're talking about the freeing of the Israelites. Okay. They were originally slaves. Moses set them free. They wandered the wilderness for 40 years. And now they are finally being delivered to the promised land. But just because the promised land was promised to them doesn't mean that they didn't have to do anything to get it. So they're literally having to fight wars, conquer kingdoms that are already in the land that God had promised them. And they have to do this in a particular way. So here are the four uh, miraculous things that I've racked up so far by reading the Israelite story to freedom. First of all, while they were in the wilderness, the Lord fed them manning, which I don't really know. To me, it sounds like some invisible bull food that fell from the sky because they were in the wilderness they have no food and the lord fed them so that's i don't know somebody can clarify what the heck manning is but it's not actual tangible food uh, from my understanding then god had dried up a path in the red sea so like literally imagine an ocean and in the middle of an ocean as you walking towards it the water's still flowing, but there's a dry path for your feet to walk on. Okay. And then the third thing was God made, I call them water walls, um, another dry path in the Jordan river. So imagine instead of this time, just a dry path appearing in the sea. Now you're literally seeing the walls, like the water separates itself so that you and your peoples can walk through. That's crazy. And then um, in order for them to capture their first city, the Lord told them to literally walk around in circles around the outside of the city walls for like seven days. And on the seventh day, walk around the city seven times, blow on a horn and then cry out to me. And literally when they cried out, 
the walls of that city, the walls of Jericho fell down. And that's how they were able to go in and take over that city. So these are all the miraculous things that has happened so far since I've been reading the story about the Israelites and how they obtained the promised land, right? So what does that have to do with giving on command? And what are we talking about in this context of giving? Well, I'm in chapter seven. And basically, once they captured the city of Jericho, which is their first city, the Lord told them that they needed to um, give the Lord all the silver, all the gold, all the bronze and anything made of iron. And basically back in that time that all those things were the things that made you rich. Those were the things that had value. So basically it's like God telling you, okay, go out here, risk your life, do these things that I'm telling you to do. And then when you get there as your reward, you got to give me everything that's there. It's like, dang God, but I worked hard. Why I got to give you everything? And he made a covenant with the people. Like, don't, basically he said, don't steal these things. Give these things to me. Anything else, set it on fire. Don't keep anything for yourself. He literally told the people of Israel, do not keep anything for yourself. Give me all the valuable possessional things and you guys have to burn everything else. Well, uh, Y'all know everybody in a group ain't listening. And what happens when you don't listen and it was a group task? Well, the group gets punished because of your disobedience. So what happens? So as I'm reading this man named Akin, he is a part of the tribe of Judah. Um, there's four tribes that makes up the um, Israelites groups, but I ain't going to get too deep in that. Maybe we can deep dive later on that. But anyways, there's four tribes that make up the Israelites. And Akin was also one of a part of the tribe and he basically stole y'all. He stole, um, silver. He stole like robes. He stole a, a bar of gold. He stole a lot of stuff. And then thinking that the Lord wasn't going to find out like, but so what happened? Basically, once Akin stole this stuff, the Lord got angry and it was time for the Israelites to go out to battle again to the city of Al or AI, I, I don't know. Anyway, so they went out there to go battle y'all. They got their butts kicked. Okay. And we're talking about a prosperous kingdom. We're talking about people who are blessed by the Lord. So why are they getting their butts kicked? Well, the Lord took his favor up off the people of Israel and basically allowed them to get defeated by the enemy because somebody stole when they weren't supposed to. But the people of Israel didn't know that this man had stole. So when they came back after the war, like I think like 32 of their men actually died, but they ran all the way back to the camp. They told uh, Joshua what had happened because he didn't go out there to fight this second battle. He sent his men out there, told him, go ahead, conquer this. Because it's supposed to be a quick thing, y'all. It wasn't even a lot of people in the city. It was like 12,000 people amongst the 40,000 soldiers that the Israelites had. So that it was supposed to be a quick win. So Joshua being all dramatic falls down to the ground and put ash over his hands like, God, why have you forsaken us? And on and on and on. I was so like, this is so dramatic. And God literally looked at him and said, get up, get up. The reason why y'all failed is because somebody stole from me. And the way that I want you to figure out who stole from me, you need to do it in this strategic way. So Joshua being the faithful servant that he is, he got up the next morning and did exactly what 
the Lord had told him to do in order to call out the person who stole from the Lord, which is why the Lord had pulled his favor up off the Israelites when they went into battle. And it came down to Achan and he confessed his sins and had told, you know, the people in Israel that he had hid all the treasures that he had stolen underneath the ground in his tent. Um, and so they pulled everything out. When they pulled everything out, the instructions were that when you find out who stole, when you find out who stole, it's your responsibility to burn them and to burn anything associated with them, basically kill them. And so when Akin stole, he didn't just lose his life or the silver or the robes or the bar of gold. That's not what he sacrificed when he stole from the Lord, because basically everything he stole, these are things that the Lord prompt was told the people that this is for me. You are giving these things to me. So he stole from God. And so when he stole that also additionally to also being burned was his children, his sons, his daughters, his cattle, his donkeys, his sheep, his goats, his tent and everything he had, everything he had was first he was stoned to death and then everything he had was burnt in a fire, including his children and all his livestock along with him. I was like, dang, that's harsh. Like, dang, he just stole a few little things. But it's a serious matter when you steal from the Lord, especially when he's already told you to give me these things. But I'm coming from a humanly perspective. God, why I got to work all hard and give you all the prized possessions? Like, what's up? What's up with that? So needless to say, he got a very harsh punishment for stealing from the Lord. And after this task was done, Joshua went back to the Lord and asked him, okay, God, what can we do to defeat the, uh, Al, the second army that they were going into battle with that they lost the first battle from the Lord said that my favor is back with you guys. You can now go out there. Here's the instructions on how you can win this battle. They go out there, they win the battle and everything's kumbaya this day and the third. And so when they come back and they won the battle, the Lord then blessed them and told them that all the plunder, which is all the silver, the gold, the bronze and anything made of iron, anything that they wanted to keep. The Lord said this time, don't give it to me. You can keep it. And it was like, dang, Akin, if you just waited, bro, if you had just waited when y'all conquered the second battle, you would have been all the silver, gold, and bronze, and everything that you stole from the Lord, you would have received that and some, and your children wouldn't have to die, your livestock wouldn't have to go, like, you would have been blessed just like the rest of the group, and I also peeped too, like, when they defeated the, the, um, the city of Jericho, and the Lord told them that, okay, once y'all win, y'all need to give me all the treasures, and then the second time that they went out to battle, that time they got the treasure they didn't it wasn't like they didn't receive anything when they defeated the uh city of jericho they received the land god didn't say give me this land god gave them that land and then the next thing was the riches and things that make people rich the tangibles so they received the israelites received land and riches and if akin would have just waited on the Lord and been obedient to what he told him to do, then he wouldn't have died or had to sacrifice his children and things of that nature. So what am I saying? What I'm saying is it is important to give when the Lord commands you to give. Okay. 
Um, am I talking about the 10% tithes and offerings? I don't know. I mean, that kind of roamed through my head as I'm talking about it. And let's be frank about the situation. I haven't personally been tithing in the last year, I think. I haven't. Um, is that a bad thing? Should I be stoned? No, but it kind of does correlate with the, with the, with the text that I just read. And y'all, this is just me thinking out loud right now, because this is where my mind went. As I was talking, God gave me this topic. He placed it on my heart to come talk to you guys about it, but look at him again, yet again, reading me on this platform, like How do you expect to be blessed when you can't even give the blessing back to the Lord? And yes, you did go out there, worked hard. You worked your 40 hours and then an additional 30 hours, Tamika. Thank you for being obedient to the things that I had told you to do. But you ain't gave me anything. You haven't sacrificed anything. And tithing is a sacrifice. Don't nobody won't give 10% of their hard-earned money. Shoo. But what comes with the mindset of tithing? or tithing. I keep saying tithing. Glory, forgive me. Uh, what comes with the mindset? The mindset for me is to acknowledge that all things that I do is only able to be done through the, through Christ that strengthens me. But on top of that, like nothing in this world that is ever given to me is things that I personally own. I don't own this money. Yes, I worked for it, but I don't own it. I don't own this life. I don't own this next breath that I'm about to take. Like, I don't own any of this. Everything that I have belongs to the Lord because I am a servant first. Okay. And when you start sitting in a humble position of understanding that everything that you have is given to you by the Lord, then you will have and live in the abundance. Come on. Come on. Holy Spirit tying in all the episodes together. I see you because guess what happened when the Israelites listened to the Lord besides Akin? You know, the first time they're giving and nobody complained when they had to give. Everybody just did what they were supposed to do. Akin was the one who stole, but everybody just did what they were supposed to do. But, you know, it's 2022. I'm thinking real humanly, like, why I got to give all this good stuff to you? And I just busted my butt, sacrificed my life. I could have died in war. Nobody complained. You know, we going to complain today. And... And without them complaining, the next time that the Lord instructed them to do something, he blessed them. And guess what he's going to do the next time? He's going to bless them again. And and then when you sacrifice, are you really sacrificing? Because God told them to give them the tangible things to the eye that looked like was the most, you know, mm, prized possessions but honestly they obtained land god didn't tell them to give me this land and then go and give me the treasures he gave them the land god took the treasures and then the next time that they conquered something he gave them treasure as well so what do you think is going to happen the next time that they be obedient to the lord's word they're going to get more treasures god just wants to know that whatever he gives you you are willing to give it back to him okay and with understanding that whatever he gives you and you're able to give it back to him he understands that he can trust you now to give you more things because he knows that you're not gonna come from a selfish heart a hard hand a closed hand a hard heart 
Because the whole point of God giving you things is to get things through you. He gives it to you to get it through you. And if your hands are always open, that means you're able to receive things. And that means that you're able to give things. But if your hand is tight, it's tight, it's closed, you got a fist, you can't get nothing from the Lord and you can't give nothing to the Lord or you can't give in the way that he told you to do. So why is it important to give on command? Because an open hand receives and gives in an abundance. A closed hand always stops the blessings of the Lord. And it's not about, it is not about the stuff. It's about the fact that the Lord knows that you understand that when he gives you something, he can trust that you are willing and open to always give it back to him. Because guess what? It never belonged to you in the first place. It never did. And anytime that the Lord gives you something, it's a blessing that shall be cherished. And the more that he can trust to give you things, the more he's going to want to give you. Okay. So I guess I need to start tithing. Okay. I've been getting some money here recently and my hand and fist has been tight. And the, and the thought to tithe has literally been on my brain for the last two and a half months, but I haven't. And I guess I'm calling myself out. I need to start tithing in the manner that God had told me to. So I ain't calling y'all to do anything, but if this message touched your heart, baby girl, baby boy, I think you should do the same thing too. But hey, we all different out here, okay? But I hope that this message touched you. I hope you understand why it's important to give on command. Give on command and be obedient to what it is the Lord has has for you so that you can receive, give, and do more in an abundance way. Um, guys, please don't forget to share this content and share it with a friend, um, and comment and like, and, you know, give feedback. I am really open to feedback. Don't forget to follow the disciples in progress, uh, Instagram page, and I will talk to you guys next Monday. Bye.